up, y'all? It's your girl, Constance. Today, I'm sitting down with Mizzy, the owner and designer of Gorilla. I'm super excited to have had him come on and talk with me. If it's one thing that this man knows how to do, he know how to put that shit on. And on top of that, he knows how to create some shit that goes crazy. He was a real nigga. I love the conversation, and I'm super excited to share the conversation with you guys. So without further ado, go ahead and sit back, relax, and... Let's get into it. Uh, my name is Jamal Kamara. I go by Mizzy. Um, a lot of people call me Maul, uh, designer of Gorilla. Okay, what's Mizzy? Why Mizzy? I feel like that's just my designer name. Like, okay. That's just like the name I want people to call me like when I make it as a designer type shit. Okay, so let's call you Mizzy right now. We shouldn't be calling you Jamal. Oh, yeah. Put some respect on it. Yeah, we're going to put some respect on, on it. <laughs> and don't say when you make it. You know you've already made it to some level, okay. right? So we're going to say you made it and there's always pinnacles and higher places that you will reach but don't downplay where you are right now at least that's right. what i'm trying not to do to myself you. so you. you know i'm not the all-knowing i don't know the right way to go about life but i don't want to downplay where you are because yeah. you're doing great things which is why you're here and that's why we're having a conversation i wanted to do this activity so i want you to take the marker that you have beside you and just trace out both of your hands okay okay cool what if i'm not good at tracing my left though Make it work. It doesn't have to be perfect. I got you. For those of you that are at home, you are not exempt. I encourage you to do this activity along with us. All right. Now I want you to um, write something that you were grateful for on each finger. So you should have 10 by the time we're done with this assignment. Feel free to take your time, but just think of whatever it is that you are grateful for and assign one thing to each finger. Oh, okay, okay. okay? So just down right here yes okay cool. you can you can do it on the hand you can do it outside the hand but just know that whatever you write needs to it, you need 10 right you need 10 right. yes <laughs> now this may seem random but i think it's important that we reflect on the good that we have you know we go through life dealing with whatever it is that we deal with and it's sometimes easy to forget the good so this is going to give us that opportunity to acknowledge the good and not only that i think it also provides us with some insight to who mizzy is we get a look or a better look and a better understanding of his life and the things that are good in his life and how they have impacted and affected him thus far. I will allow you to share the 10 things that you have written down on your paper first. Well, I gotta go first. Go ahead, because you're the star today. All right, bet, bet, bet. Um, so you just want me to say it one by one? Mm -hmm. All right, so the first thing I would have to say that I'm grateful for is my family. Okay, can I ask why? Um... Even though family, like, you know, put you through a lot of shit, I just feel like um, I just wouldn't know my identity without my family. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I was raised by four sisters, for real, for real, because my mom was, like, always at work. Uh, I did have a pops and shit like that, but um, he was just back and forth type shit. So just, um, I really just say, like, learn how to be a man from my sisters and then just going out, roaming by myself, kind of, like, shaped me into this person that I am today. Okay. So um I just always give kudos to my sisters and my mom when I get the chance to. Beautiful. Um I'm grateful for life. Mm -hmm. Uh every day I gotta wake up and just be like you know when you just be in a mirror, you just be like, Oh shit. I seen this TikTok the other day. He was like when you be in a bathroom and shit and you just be like, Oh shit, I'm alive. Right. And I was like, yeah, like that's basically how I be feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh grateful for life. I'm grateful for the friends that I have right now. Um I know a lot of motherfuckers fell off that I fell off with, yeah. but um, the people that I got in my corner right now, um, I really do appreciate them. I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have every day. Um, I'm grateful for my enemies. Um, just, they keep me going. Okay. Uh, though you gotta watch out for motherfuckers and shit like that, um, I am grateful just because like uh, 
they teach me how to move for real. Okay, can I ask you what an what an enemy looks like? Enemy, it it could look like my friends. Okay, Uh, like I said, you know, you could get be cool with a motherfucker one day, and then um, you know, shit fall off, and it may be a couple of months or whatever. But enemies, they don't, they might look like anybody that's right in front of you. Okay, I'm saying you never really know. Um, what did I say right here? I'm grateful for learning. Um, I'm always willing to learn something new, um, taking new knowledge from anybody. Mm-hmm. I never get too big-headed and be like, nah, I know too much or I'm too good type shit. Um, I'm grateful for all the L's I ever took because they always taught me a lesson. Um, all the W's I'm grateful for. Um, what did I say right here? I'm grateful for social media. Just okay. for the simple fact that I feel like without social media, a lot of motherfuckers would not be like where they're at. You know what I'm saying? Like, for the fact that TikTok blew up so many motherfuckers' lives, like, last year and shit like that. So I would say I'm grateful for the media because I have blew up on, you know what I'm saying, TikTok, get love off Instagram, you know, just other platforms like that. Yeah. And then um, I will say I'm grateful for sports just okay. because uh, growing up and playing football and going through college, getting a scholarship and shit like that, um, I started my clothing brand in school off the money from football type shit. So um, I always give my kudos to football when I get a chance to. Okay. Sorry, I'm looking at the side of your face. You have a tattoo on the side of your face. What does it mean? Uh, So this one says realist. Okay. And uh, this one is wealth in Chinese. Okay, okay. Um, I really love everything that you put on here. I really love learning being one of your things. I love the losses being another thing because a lot of the times I personally will, especially when it pertains to like losses, although I I do understand that they are lessons. Yeah. Sometimes I allow myself to sit and wallow and feel like pity on myself for going through that loss that I went through, right? And so sometimes it's hard for me, not that I don't recognize again that it's a lesson, but in the midst of the loss... I'm, it's hard for me to say like, yeah, oh, I'm just, happy or I love it. I'm, I'm grateful yeah. for it, you know? No, no, um, it's always no, after no. the fact, but I love that you put that on there. Um, I'll go over mine really quickly. I put uh, my source of income. Mm-hmm. I don't make any money from being creative right now. Okay. I make money from work and at a point in time, I hated my job. Like I would say, fuck work. I hate work. I wish I didn't have to go to work. Like I felt like I was better than work, yeah. um, but I'm so blessed to be at a job that takes care of me, pays mm-hmm. my bills, and allows me to put money into this dream that I have. So yeah. um, I'm grateful for that. I am grateful for my sense of creativity. I think mm-hmm. last year I just realized that I was actually creative. I saw all of the things I was able to create, and I'm so grateful for that because at a point in time I thought I wasn't creative. I thought I didn't have a talent. I thought that I was just a regular person just yeah. here filling up space. Um, so I'm so blessed to be able to identify the sense of creativity that I have. My sanity i think sanity is so important um i'm I'm just so blessed to be able to wake up and function i I couldn't imagine what life would be without my brain so Mm -hmm. i may not be the smartest person in the room but i'm so glad that i'm sane um my family as well my family is a big part of my life my dog included they just make the world go around (laughs) you know like um they've seen me through everything they may not know everything about me but um there's always love so i love my family Privacy, uh, just the fact that I can close my door, I'm so blessed for that. There was a point in time where I didn't even have, like, I shared a room with my brothers. Yeah. Um, I didn't have privacy, so I, I learned like to, like, you know, get around and live life with other people, but yeah. I'm so blessed to be able to shut that door and just say, hey, I want to do my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, my relationship with God, I'm really grateful for that because it's the thing that's helping me maneuver through life. My ability to cook, I love cooking. Yeah. Um, you got to be able to feed yourself, Not so that's a great, it's, it's small, but I love it. 
Um, my car gets me from point A to point B. There's a point in time I was walking everywhere catching the bus. Ain't nothing I wrong swear. with that. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, but I'm so grateful for that investment that I made to just get a car and you know, I ain't I ain't walking no more. Um, I wrote life, waking up, just being here. Like I'm so blessed to be able to be here to do this, to just live. Like yeah. it's just a blessing. And then lastly, laughter, the ability to laugh, to pull me out of the sad you know, um, bumps yeah. in life and roads in uh, like the bumpy roads in life. Laughter is that thing that keeps me going. Yeah. So those are the things that I put. Uh, we're going to move these out of the way. Uh-huh. I have another thing that I want to try. Okay. Um, before we started recording, I was like, I'm trying new things. I bought a puzzle yeah. and I felt like it would be a cool activity for us to do together. Okay. Um, it may be hard because I've never actually, I haven't done a puzzle since I was a kid. So I don't know I what level either. of like, concentration it's going to require from us <laughs> so if we find it's too hard i'll just say after the puzzle and we can paint or something or we can just chill and talk okay, okay but i'm going to lay out all of these pieces yeah. Ooh. I got you. all right you know the first question i have for you yeah. mizzy is thank you what yes it, what did young mizzy want to be when he was like what was your dream career um first when i was growing up and shit i ain't gonna hold you I was listening to, like, a lot of Michael Jackson and shit. So, okay. like, I thought I was about to be, like, a motherfucking professional singer, dancer, and some more shit. So, mm-hmm. it's just, like... And I always found my way, like, going into, like, dancing and shit. Like, I was in a jerking crew and all that shit. So, like, I thought I was going to be something with dancing. You okay. might want to look that up on YouTube. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you the name. Just look on YouTube from Creamy Kids. But, like, probably... <laughs> You're going to have to look it up and shit, bro. Like, I thought I was going to be, like, a professional dancer and shit, and then... I'm going to say, like, going into, like, high school, middle school, mm-hmm. like, middle school, high school, I was like, all right, I know I want to do something in sports. I just don't really know what, because I'm really athletic, so I was doing a couple sports and shit at the time and shit like that. Okay. You had mentioned that you went to school for sports. Yeah. And then you ended up using the money from sports to pursue a fashion career. Yeah. How did you make that jump? First of all, what sport was it that you were playing? I played Division Two football at Northern State University in South Dakota. Okay, so how did we transition from, you know, wanting to be a football player to fashion designer? Um, so I was in junior college. Not a lot of people know what junior college is and shit like that, but um I had really shitty ass grades coming out of high school and shit. But um, you know, African parents and shit, like my mom's was and my mom's and my pops, like when they got back together, they was not gonna let me stay at the crib type mm-hmm. shit. So, like, I knew I had to get the fuck. I just didn't know where type shit. So, I ended up going to this one school called Ferrum and shit. Mm-hmm. And then um, I dropped out of that joint. I had, like, a .9, like, GPA. Like, it was terrible type shit. And I only got in there because my dad had taught me how to do my SATs and shit. Okay. But um, long story short, I went through a lot of shit when I had dropped out and shit like that. And then uh, I got the opportunity to go play football in California for uh, two years at a junior college. And basically, like... You go there, you focus on your grades, yeah. and uh, once you do that, um, you might get a scholarship depending on if you play good. Okay, okay. So um, my first year, I played decent. My second year, I couldn't play just because um, I had dropped out of my first college that I was at, so my eligibility. But um, my practice film was so good that uh, these coaches in South Dakota had hit me up, and they was like, yo, like your practice film is good. We want to take a chance on you and offer you a scholarship or whatever, so... Flew out there, met with them a little bit and shit like that. We was talking it up and shit like that. And then they ended up offering me a full ride. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, 
it was I had to take it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Though it was a lot of white motherfuckers out there. Shout out to my white boys out there. I still fuck with y'all, buddy. <laughs> I was the only like the first year. Mm-hmm. I think it was only like three black people on the team, and like I was the only like culture black motherfucker right. on the team. Like them black motherfuckers, they was like. They was black, but they was whitewashed. I understand. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it was it was a little hard, but um, when I got there, they treated me like with love and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was on scholarship, so the bread that I was getting back, if I wasn't sending money back to my moms or my sisters and shit, I was like, all right, how the fuck I'm going to flip this shit? Right. So like, I was getting extra cash and shit, and then I was like, all right, I started trying out other shit that I don't really want to talk about and shit, mm-hmm. but... I was like, all right, when that shit didn't work out, I was like, all right, bet. Like, I'm about to put this shit towards clothing and shit. And then, um, you know, just for the simple fact that I played ball and shit, once I got a couple shirts, and they were some lousy-ass shirts, I ain't going to hold you, but um, my team was just fucking with me heavy. Like, yeah, bro, you fuck with T-shirts, this, this, and that. Like, them white motherfuckers, they going to support you. Like, <laughs> I'm going to keep it 100. Like, if they going to do something, they going to support you. Mm-hmm. So um, they just kept on motherfucking, like, buying my stuff and shit like that. And then, you know, pandemic hit. Um it was I was going into like my senior year, yeah. And then I was just trying to figure out like, am I still gonna be balling or like, what am I trying to do type shit? Cause they was telling me like, yeah, pandemic hit, we don't got a football season, but you could still come and play ball and practice and shit like that. And I was like, that I'm 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 a senior right now. That right. shit is not making me no money. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And my clothing line was already booming and shit, but I felt like. I had to come back to D.C. to really make it popping type shit. So I just took the risk. I made a couple phone calls to my family and shit like that. It was all um, talking to my coaches and shit like that. And uh, I remember my coach told me, he was like, look, if you're making money, this, this, and that, and if you feel like your clothing brand can blow up, I ain't going to hold you. Like, go ahead and take that opportunity. And then I jumped. And then I left uh, school and shit like that. And I came home. And I just been applying pressure ever since for real. I love that for you. As I listen to your story, I hear that you're constantly like, like you have dreams and then you run into something and it, that that dream is kind of pivoted and shifted to another dream. Yeah, and um, from the way you told the story, it sounds like you're so open to just surrendering to that change in dream. Oh yeah, facts. yeah. At first, I definitely wasn't like telling that story. Like motherfuckers be like, "Damn, why you stop playing football? This, this, and that." Like, right. you know what I'm saying, first I was like, "Damn, like I did stop playing football," but. When you start seeing, like, your life changing in a good way and shit like that because you stopped doing something you fell in love with, like, that was my first plan A. Like, I had no personality Mm -hmm. besides football. Like, everybody knew me as, like, oh, more that play ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then when I transitioned to, like, designing clothes, I didn't think I was going to be... Oh, mall that gorilla that made clothes and shit, hardest shit. I didn't think I was gonna be that, but mm-hmm. now that it's that, I'm like, oh shit! Like, not a lot of motherf- motherfuckers could really move from their plan A being their identity mm-hmm. and then moving into something totally else. Like, it's either like that motherfucker fell off or like, damn, what bro be on? You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. Like, I love shit. that. How did you get over that? Uh, that fear, I guess, of wondering, or not wondering, but like that fear of what other people might think because that whole. Um, you just said it like people thinking, oh, Ma fell off, Mizzy fell off, yeah. right? Because you're changing and shifting your dream and your career. How did you get over that that fear of what people might think? I don't know. I ain't gonna hold you. My, my men still be on my ass. They be talking about some damn nigga, you was supposed to go to the league and shit. So <laughs> I be like, Kale, I was supposed to go to the league the whole time. Well, in my head, I thought I was. But um, I really just felt like when I started to see like, the stuff that I started doing really come to life. Like, mm-hmm. I was manifesting a lot of shit. Like, mm-hmm. I was on YouTube watching Virgil. I was watching fashion shows, this, this, and that. And I was just like, kill. Like, so I feel like once, like, that shit really started happening, I really started to be like, 
okay, damn, like, this is my new identity. Like, I don't care what motherfuckers say. Like, you know what I'm saying? They know I'm out here doing something, though. Right, so. right. I want to get into manifesting, but before we do, you um, mentioned that, what are you looking for? I'm over here separating the colors. Separating the colors. Okay, so I, I, I said that. I probably should have spoke on it. I'm just going to get all of the end pieces, right? Oh, okay, okay. Continue to separate the colors. I think that's good. Uh, um, and then we'll, you know, once we've kind of separated our categories, we'll yeah. be able to figure out what to do okay, next, right. right? Okay, so um, I heard you make a shift in what it is that you were going to say. Like, you were like, your friends say that you sh- you were supposed to go to the league, mm-hmm. and then you said you thought so. You were like, damn, I should have. I was supposed to be in the league, and then you switched it to, um, or so I thought. Yeah. And so I want to know if you think that your destiny or like where you're supposed to be in life, do you feel like that's something that was written? Like, it's already been determined by God, or is that something that you... Um, feel like you get to decide. Yeah, uh, I definitely feel like it's where I get to decide. Like, okay. don't get me wrong, I truly believe in God, but um, I definitely feel like it has a lot to do with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if designing clothes is gonna be the last thing I do for real. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do feel like this is just the start of people getting to know me. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this nigga mall motherfucking like design clothes and shit. But um, I have bigger dreams in my head. Like, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to like. The brand and shit. So right. it's like people think of a brand and just be like, oh, that nigga got clothing and shit. But like, I'm thinking of a brand like I could really put my brand behind anything I want to do. Like I could own a music label. Mm-hmm. I could motherfucking do sports and this shit. Like bring back sports and shit like that. So um, I feel like, yeah, like just thinking about that shit right there is just like, all right, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just know that this is not my last stop type shit. Yeah. And I love that for you. I love hearing that you're just so open to the many possibilities. I think when I look at my life, I've been afraid of like, um, or let me say like, I've taken on an identity. Like people will see me as something, right? For instance, like anytime I meet anybody, they're like, Constance, you're so consistent. And I'm like, okay, thanks, right? Thank you. But this month I took a break, right? And so I had people hitting me up like, what's going on with the show? What's going on? And so um, it it kind of, I feel like I'm at a place now where I'm okay with taking a break, but I felt like my identity was being consistent. So if I'm not showing up every day, then what? Right. And that was starting to fuck with me. Um, So I I love to hear that you just are so okay with pivoting and changing your life in whatever direction satisfies your soul. Um, So that is definitely something that I'm going to take and keep with me. I really appreciate you for sharing that with me. I said, I wanted to get into manifesting. So I have this segment on my show called bitch. Did you see that tweet? Okay. (laughs) So um, I see shit on my TL and I bring it to the timeline and this is a tweet that I saw and it was tweeted by Tarot by Bronx and the tweet reads, for real, we really don't talk about the anxiety that comes with actually getting what you've manifested and how surreal it feels because you just want to, because you just don't want to mess it up or lose it. When you hear that, do you resonate with that? Yeah. You do? I definitely do. How do you overcome that, that feeling of being afraid of fucking shit up? Um... I haven't gotten over that yet. I'm going to give it a buck. Uh, There'll be times where, like, I look back on accomplishments that I've done and shit like that, and I'm just like, damn, like, I really did that, but it's still a scary feeling knowing that I'm moving closer to my dream because it's just like, one, it can be taken from you anytime, Mm -hmm. and two, it's just like, what if you get there and you just fuck around and fail, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm always cautious. Like, I'll be doing good as hell, and I'm still just like, nah nah i gotta move right or i gotta do this type shit so it's just something that's like is like always gonna be there right like, you know what i'm saying i probably will get over it when i'm there type shit 
But um, as of right now, nah. Yeah, I feel you. And I agree with that. Same, I, I feel the same way. I saw a post on the internet, or it was like an audio on TikTok or Instagram. And it was like, um, stop questioning shit. Just get it done. Questioning it is an insult to your intuition. Thanks. And um, I heard that and it resonated with me because I, like you, I'll I'll be in a position, I'm like, oh my God, this can be taken away from me. Or like, maybe mm. I will fail. Maybe this, I, I, I actually will say I'm not afraid of failing. That's not necessarily what it is. Yeah. To me, it's more so like losing um, the opportunity to exactly. do something, right? And that was kind of one of the joints that we wrote on our hand, like opportunity. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. Right. Like, that's a big thing to me, and I don't ever want to fuck that up. And yeah. so um, I, I, will, I will be afraid of that. But when I heard that audio, I just sat and I thought, and it was just like, you can't be, you can't insult that intuition. Like, you can't be questioning it. I think it is good to have that discernment and to, like, just to test it within yourself to make sure it does align with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get to a place where I'm not, afraid of fucking shit up because you had mentioned that you think that you're in control of your destiny which i find very interesting that to believe that you're in control but to also be afraid of fucking something up mm-hmm. um for me i think that it's already written i think that um oh, okay, it's already okay. been decided right so i'm just like i and i think that we do have free will to do whatever we want to do and i feel like um there are many different paths to get to that point um and we we just take that path and we'll eventually end there yeah. unless you choose not to kind of sort of i don't know i feel like the different choices and decisions that we make do eventually kind of bring us to that end point. And so as I say that, I find it very interesting that we both kind of believe that like you have the last final say, like you have a yeah, choice, yeah, but we're yeah, still yeah, afraid facts. of failing. But um, this is not to highlight our fears. It's more so just to bring to light that um, that's what creatives go through. I think from the outside looking in, people see creatives and they're like, oh, they got it all figured out. They see your clothing yeah. brand and you're like, oh, he got it all figured out. And it's like, no, nah, I still kind of go through some things, but you don't let that stop you from excelling and pursuing your dreams because it sounds to me like whatever that um, burning sensation is within you is so much bigger to you than being afraid. Definitely. Yeah. Um, All right. We've been really serious. We're going to get into this segment called What Would You Do? Um, This segment is, I just come up with scenarios and we just talk about what you would do in the scenarios, right? All right. So here's this one. Judge in the Young Thug trial finds potential juror in contempt of court and orders how... And orders her, sorry, to write a 30-page essay in lieu of 20-day jail sentence. So if you were in this situation, which would you choose? 30-day jail sentence? Uh, or write an essay. 30-page essay. Um, I got a motherfucker in Ghana that helped me pass college, so them essays ain't shit. So <laughs> I'm definitely motherfucking getting that, that paper done. How long do I get to get the paper done, though? How, much, like, how long do they usually give you? Like two weeks? Yeah, I mean, if they give me two weeks, I'll knock that song out. Like, that's nothing. Right, right, right. right. All right, what if it's in one day? In one day, I'll probably take the L and take that 30 days. 30 days in jail? Yeah. Oh, my God. I ain't finishing that 30 paper, whatever it is, in a day. Like, and my man ain't finishing that either. So, I'm going to just really prepare myself that I'm going (laughs) for 30 days. Fuck all that. Um, (laughs) Next question. Someone wants to invest in your clothing brand, right? All right. They keep. They say that you could. They'll keep the ideas. Um, they'll keep the logo. Like everything will stay the same. Like your your ideas. Oh, not I'm keep. Yeah. Like they're oh, they're not right. going to change the essence of the company, oh, okay, okay, right? Okay. I see your face shift. No, yeah. They're <laughs> they're not the going to change the essence of the company. You have full creative control. Yeah. The only thing is, you are no longer the face of the brand. Nobody will know Mizzy. Nobody will know who owns the brand. They'll just know yeah. the clothes. They'll see the designs. Yeah. What would you do in that situation? So they want to invest in me, or basically, yeah, I'm not the face. And yes. If I'm, if, all right. Um, 
See, I don't really care. I always told myself, like, I don't give a fuck about being seen and shit like that. I just want the cash type shit. But um, if I have full control of the creativity and some more shit, I definitely want people to know, like, where this work is coming from, who I am, so they can put a face to the work type shit. I just don't want them to see the brand and just see a bunch of, like, rich-ass investors. Like, you know what I'm saying? When people see the brand, I want them to see me because when they see me, it's like, okay, the struggle from this to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... I don't think, I don't have people hit me up already and be like, hey, bro, like, can I invest in your shit? Hey, I got a lot of cash laying around type shit. Can I, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not compared to what you're talking about. But um, I don't think I'll do it. No. Why is that, like, not struggle story, but why is the story so important to you? Like, why do you care that they see where you came from and what it is now? Um, I think because my brand is called Gorilla. So, okay. um it's for real motherfuckers. So I, I really made it, you know what I'm saying, just for people that stayed down when times got hard, people that stayed true to themselves when they came through like tough ass situations and mm -hmm. shit like that. And they ultimately like went real type shit. So I feel like um just personally just because I went through that, um, a lot of people could resonate with it. So it's just like when you see me and you see the brand, it's just like, damn, I knew that nigga Maul when he was playing football, this, this and that, now he doing this. So it's just like oh, shit, things is really happening and shit is possible type shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's just like, I want them to feel like that. Like, oh, okay, yeah, this is like rags to riches type shit. I feel you. I feel you. I agree. I feel the same way. I mean, I feel like um, our stories are so important because they... Recently, I've, been coming to, I've came to this like realization that our purpose is connect... Well, let me not say realization. This is just what I've you know come to think yeah. our purpose is connected to other people right yeah. our story like what we're destined to do is connected to other people nice. and so um it is important to me as well that they see the growth of it all yeah. because not only am i capable of doing this but you're capable of doing it too nice. i hate to see anybody like i feel like the cliche thing is like i don't want to be friends with people that ain't doing shit in their life like i want you to see that it's possible like please get up and do something yeah. not in the sense of like i'm better than you or i'm on better shit than you it's more so in the sense of like God didn't put us on this earth to waste it. That's what I'm Utilize saying. Utilize these 24 hours in whatever <laughs> well, fucking way possible. Young as shit. Yes, like. Even if you're not young as shit, it's just like shit is possible. Out exactly, here. Like, exactly, exactly. And and the way, I mean, nowadays it's so much more evident how much shit is possible. Like, just like you said, you're fucking growing off TikTok. You yeah. didn't even, I'm sure at a point in time you didn't think that that was possible. Hell no. Nah. Right. I so TikTok was corny as shit. Right. I, like, uh -uh, I ain't doing that. My man was like, uh uh, bro, don't do that TikTok shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But then I just opened my mind up to like, Look, what do I want in life type shit? Let me stop thinking about what other people like mm -hmm. perceiving me and shit like that. So, you know what I'm saying? Just really applying myself with that shit is just like, now I'm looking at it. I'm just like, damn, I'm glad I did that shit. Right. I okay. love that you weren't afraid to like, just try something new. A lot of people are afraid, especially in the DMV area. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how tight motherfuckers is out here. Like, if you do one shit, it's like, you champ, you mm -hmm. corny as shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, people is living like, okay, I got be this type of person for the DMV type shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I stopped living like that a while ago. Like, traveling back and forth to Cali and South Dakota, this, this, and that. I'm like, am I a DMV nigga? Yeah, but I have personas from fucking Cali. Like, when I go to Cali, like, I can tap into my Cali, you know what I'm saying, feel. When I go to South Dakota, I could tap into that type feel type shit. So it's just like, attracting to everybody and, you know what I'm saying, finding really who I am type mm -hmm. shit. I know I can get out of those different boxes and not, People look at me like, what the fuck? You? I don't give a fuck. You know right. what I'm, I'm going to do what I do regardless. So. Right. I love to hear that you are 
not only stepping outside of the box with creativity, but stepping outside of your comfort zone and where you live. Like a lot of people have not been outside of Virginia and there's no shade to that. I know that there are many different obstacles in life, but you're so blessed to have been able to go to California, to have been able to go to South Dakota to just experience a different essence of something else. Um, I feel like that is something that has definitely opened my mind up as well traveling I mean, it, again it doesn't have to be like going on vacations all the time but just getting outside of your home yeah. town and just seeing what else there is to life because there is so much more yeah. to life so it's, i love it's, that it's a lot more people you can meet out there too it's just mm-hmm. like you might think your supporters is where you at right now mm-hmm. but you might go somewhere totally different they fucking with your vibe way hard right just like oh shit like this is where i was supposed to be at type right. shit so it's just like i know motherfuckers that grew up out here that they don't see nothing but out here. So they don't mm-hmm. really know what, what you know what I'm saying, comes with this shit, what is out there. Exactly. Shit, what people you can get introduced to. Exactly. Like so, you know. No, yeah, perspective is everything. And I think people are under the impression. I saw a post that was like, uh, people say, Virginia is boring. No, you're just boring. Like, I think it's really important that you do take advantage of this life and go out and see things. I don't think Virginia is boring, but there's more to life than Virginia. Like, yeah, go out and explore and learn things and just see life in a different way. And I, you had mentioned, like, you got to find yourself and going to these different places. Hell I think yeah. isolation also does that for us when you I was put yourself. Alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, when you alone, you 16, 17 years old, you motherfucking dip off for school. Your friend's back at home. You know what I'm saying? Doing this, doing that. And you just calling on FaceTime. You missing birthdays. I was missing thanksgivings right. i ain't had no cash to come back i was missing sometimes christmas and shit mm-hmm. and then just really being by yourself at that young age and at my junior college i was in a room with four motherfuckers so it's just like you know what i'm saying getting to know these dudes and knowing how i really move and how i'm really supposed to survive because junior college you don't get no cash my my pops was sending me like motherfucking 50 dollars a week mm. i was broke as shit mm-hmm. i was real live like all right I got to get a job on campus. I got to do this. I got to do that just to stay afloat type shit. Right. So it's just like, you really do get to know yourself. All right. So I have this segment on my show called Remember the Time You Said. (laughs) And so there's some things that you said on Instagram. I screenshotted it and we're going to talk about them. You're going to break down why you said what you said. Okay. All right. But the first thing it says. Am I making sense? (laughs) <laughs> These bitches lost so many of my packages over the year. I know somebody fly a shit for free. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, what happened? What's going on? Your packages are getting lost. What's going on? Yeah, the motherfuckers is getting lost. Um, And y'all y'all getting mad at me because y'all packages is not coming and shit. Like, I'm work, working as hard as I can to figure that shit out too. But um, I don't know. It's just like every time like I be like, like, it, it depends for real. But I done lost about, like, a dozen packages through the mm-hmm. mail already. And um didn't get reimbursed for that shit. Mm-hmm. Put file claims in, some more shit. So, it's like, every time I lose those packages, I really got to go back in my inventory and send out another pack for the people that I lost and shit. Just because I'm like, all right, look, I don't want no bad customer service. I don't want right. people hitting my line for a long amount of time type shit. But, um yeah, they just keep losing my packages. I don't know why. I, that's respectable that you are, like making an effort to rectify the situation. You know, nowadays, black businesses have a bad rep. Exactly. Everybody's like, oh, black businesses, customer service sucks, this, that, this, that, this, that. Yeah. I done been with some, I done shopped with some companies that they done lost my packages and not like didn't even say nothing about it, Then nothing, yeah. didn't do nothing to rectify the situation. And I mean, I don't blast no company, but all I'm saying is you are doing what you need to do, I think, from a business perspective. Yeah, How are you battling with that mentally? I'm the kind of person that I see things and I take it as signs. Do you take that as a sign to do anything, to change anything? Uh, Yeah, I really feel like um, I just need to start having more um, insurance on a lot of packages and shit. Okay. I know every time they ask for insurance, I always put no type shit. So I was like, I bet, like, 
let me get some insurance on this motherfucker and shit like that. But um, other than that, like, I don't know because it's just I'm sound. I'm I'm saying these companies, but you USPS, they don't be fucking with me sometimes. Right. So it's just like when they lose that motherfucker, they gonna say like, oh yeah, we delivered it, and then I'm just gonna be like, and then I'll have somebody be like, hey, it says deliver, but nobody like delivered my package, and then it's just kind of like a conflict with. Okay, now I gotta see is the person capping or I gotta see is USPS capping. Right. So it puts me in like a little frenzy where I'm just like, damn, like, and I'm, but being like, I need good customer service, mm-hmm. I ain't even tripping if I send a package twice and you finessing me for real. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna just send it off. You know what I'm saying? If you got me, you got me. Your karma gonna get you. Right, you know right, right. Making sure you got a good rep. Yeah. That's shit. very important. The next thing. You said was investing in myself more than I did last year. That money going to come back around. Stop being skinny with yourself. Give me an example of a way that you invested in yourself. Um, All the motherfucking fashion shows that you see, like DC Fashion Week, mm-hmm. I had to pay for that. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't like they did holler at me and be like, hey, you know, we really like your clothing brand. But that was a cool little ticket. about like eight something. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I see these opportunities and I don't really look at the cost no more. I kind of just look at the exposure it could give me. Right. So like if I see the ticket, I'm just like, damn, like I'm going to make sure I get the money for that ticket because I know what comes with it type shit. So, I mean, it don't really matter. Like I invested myself a lot, but those was one of the opportunities where I felt like I really just it was last minute too. Um, I didn't know what was going to come from it. I was just I just jumped type shit. Mm-hmm. I respect it. I've been seeing you in the gym more often. I would take that yeah. as a form of investing in yourself, investing oh, yeah, in your facts. health, health is wealth. What made you start going to the gym? So being an athlete and shit, like I just always had a schedule routine type shit of just, you know, waking up, going to the gym, like starting my day type shit. So I never wanted to lose that just because I started playing football and shit. Yeah. And um, I'm always serious. It's just about body. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers want a nice body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just felt like being a creative too, everybody just be so like, oh, I'm a create, I'm a create, I'm a create. But you get so lost in creating and then them feelings come back where you feel like, damn, what am I going to create? Or like, I need to take a little break. Like, I don't know what to do. And it's like, you need those hobbies, like mm-hmm. going to the gym, like boxing, what I do. Like sometimes I play basketball, like little shit like that. Yeah. Just to get your mind off the creative shit so you could be like, all right, bet. Now that I'm cool, I can get back in my creative bag type shit. Mm-hmm. I love so, that. I respect that. That was another realization that I just started coming to terms with. Like definitely having those hobbies outside of creating yeah. because... Yeah, we are creatives, but we're creative by nature. Like that's that Thanks. doesn't have to be your identity. That doesn't yeah. have to be the only thing that you are doing 24/7, 25A. So definitely get those hobbies. The last thing that you said was love with your pockets. Dot dot dot. Going to stand Ooh. on that. That money going to come back. <laughs> what does that mean? That probably went over motherfucker's head, like dead ass. But what I mean by love by your pockets, um, I done been through so many like situationships mm-hmm. and so many like things and flings and shit like that mm-hmm. it personally just means um when you loving somebody you don't fully gotta love oc like to where it's just like you're so oc infatuated with this person where you just losing your mind over this person so it means like um i could be in a relationship with somebody and um it, it's really by sound fucked up but i could be in a relationship with somebody i'm gonna spend on you like shit like yeah. i'm gonna treat you like a if you my girl right then and there, you my shawty, whatever. I'm spending on you, this, this, and that. If motherfuckers want to call it tricking, they could call it tricking. I don't give a fuck. But I'm a trick 
before I motherfucking fall OC in love with somebody and then now I'm tricking and I'm falling in love and then something go left and it's just like, damn, like now I feel like a dumbass type shit. So it was just some shit that I heard like way back and I it just kind of just always followed me. Though like, obviously I don't know when I'm gonna find like OC real love and shit like that. <clears throat> and I'm not saying the cat happen type shit, but um, yeah, I just it just mean like love with your pockets. Like if you want to love on somebody, like treat them with love with, buying them shit catering to them like you know what i'm saying whatever they need type shit but just don't fully put yourself oc in i feel you you prefaced it by saying this is gonna sound fucked up but i think all the ladies gonna love to hear that you like to spend some bread <laughs> nah. on them. that ain't a problem right <laughs> i think that that is i mean the right approach to when it goes to dating women i guess your perspective is a little bit different you don't want to give your whole heart so you're like hey i'll just give you money and that'll shut you up for a second that's not yeah. how you said it but that's just how i summed it's it up really in my head future shit like i swear i heard it not future, future. Like, but Future was my idol for a cool minute. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? So, it really probably came from his ass. You was trying to grab that, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay. No, it's okay. I'm just getting the edges together. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. Nah, but yeah, it did come from that type of shit. I, I, I don't say everybody should live by that. Like, um, I, I guess it was one of those moments when I had uh, posted that, like, that I was feeling that way type shit. But um, I do find myself falling for females and shit like that. So, I wouldn't say, like, I'm living by that every day type shit. But um, I would say, like, for some motherfuckers out there, they should move like that. For y'all motherfuckers really falling, like, OC hard. <laughs> like, yeah. That y'all niggas need to love with your pockets instead and just sit back and observe shit before you really love with your heart type shit. Right. I like that. I respect it. And, I mean, I think that that's a form of your love language. You know, that yeah. I guess you like to give gifts or give money, and there's no problem with that. Yeah. You know, whatever you have to do to... To make sure that you aren't losing yourself in a relationship. Because exactly. that's important. Like, yeah. you don't want to... You don't want to... I, I guess, like, the whole concept of the relationship is becoming one... Not becoming one with someone, but partnering with someone, right? Yeah. So you don't want to, again, lose yourself or lose a sense of individuality or just become someone different because you're sucked up in this relationship. So nah, I respect it. Just out of curiosity, how do you balance relationships and being an entrepreneur? Does it ever get... Uh -huh. Do they ever... Does it ever get muddy for you? Yeah, it always gets muddy. Uh, especially the lane I'm in. Like, okay. Like, the lane I'm in, like... It's, it's, it's models out here that, you know, they, they try to upgrade their portfolio, but then right. again, they try to fuck with niggas and shit like that. Oh, okay. So it's always, it's always, oh, why you got her in your clothing brand? Or I could wear this better. Or, mm. you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. That kind of always. Jealousy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm strictly about business. Right. You know what I'm saying? There has been times where, like, okay, obviously, me and the model might have a fling or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Right, <laughs> right, right. Saying? But, um... I don't know, like, I handle it just because I just kind of let these females know, like, some of the females that do come into my life, they kind of understand it, and they're like, okay, he does have to be around females most of the times, and most of the times these females are trying to upgrade their model portfolio, but I do have those females, too, that's not going for that shit, and mm -hmm. it's just like, they like, nah, like, texting my phone, like, oh, who's that, or um, commenting on the post, like, oh, nah, this, this, and that, so it's just like, um, I really don't get too OC into relationships until I feel like the female is um the lady is uh fully aware like how my lifestyle is mm -hmm. so she can like adjust to it and um kind of see if this is what she wants to deal with because um truthfully like I know it's not gonna stop I know I can um kind of move around it and make sure that she doesn't feel any type of way type shit right but um there's always something right always right something. right I mean you can't help how other people feel or how yeah. they act you just gotta make sure you act accordingly when Definitely. you in your relationships um Business question, kind of, sort of. How did you... All right, so you started a clothing brand. 
I think when we spoke during the fashion show, you told me that you started off putting logos on T-shirts. Um, right now, I think that a lot of people would say that the fashion industry is oversaturated. There are a lot of people that are just putting logos on T-shirts. People are upset about that. Um, when it came to starting the business, did you ever fear, not fear, but like, how did you get over the whole, like, the business being oversaturated, the industry being oversaturated? Okay, so when I first started, it wasn't oversaturated. Okay. Like, I started way before the pandemic type shit. So, like, that was before. You remember, like, when the pandemic was going on, mm-hmm. all them people was coming. Oh, I got a manufacturer list. I got this. Like, okay, yeah. Jada and Ari, like, mm-hmm. they was fucking everybody fucking, like, brand ambassadors and shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like that era right there is what made everybody want to start a clothing brand type shit. Okay. But um, how I, like, got over that shit, that, that was a question, all right? Yeah. All right, yeah. How I got over that shit, I'm sorry. I'm it's okay. No, it's okay. But, um, how I got over that shit was, um, you got to let niggas fade out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Niggas do be popping up with clothing brands and shit like that or <laughs> ideas and shit. They yeah. don't be laughing and shit. Yeah. So it's like, I be looking at the motherfuckers that do be popping up and shit like that. And kudos to y'all for trying because not a lot of motherfuckers try. Right. But um, not a, motherf- a lot of motherfuckers last either. Right. So, um, you know what I'm saying? I used to see him and shit like that. I was like, damn, like, this motherfucker nice. Or he hard as shit. This, this, and that. Right. And then um, they end up stopping and shit like that. But I'm just so consistent in my game and shit like that. It's Even when I'm not working, I'm working on something else. So it's just like, if I'm not working on merchandise, I'm working on blowing up my TikTok. If I'm mm-hmm. not working on that, I'm working on, like, other shit, how to sew this, this, and that. So, like, either way, like, I'm making this shit make sense. Make right. it go hand in hand. So it's just like, when I didn't have clothing pieces coming in from Pakistan and shit, I was learning how to sew. You know what I'm saying? Just okay. to stay ahead of the curve and shit like that. So it's just like, I knew I was going last in this shit at the end of the day and I'm still here and I know I'm going to keep on going and shit like right. that. But um, I really wasn't too worried about it being oversaturated. A lot of motherfuckers that wear clothing and shit, they going to know the real brands because everybody other brand, uh, them other brands, they look identical. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just like copy and paste, copy right. and paste. You know what I'm saying? So... I already knew I was going to be ahead of that shit. How do you feel? Have you ever seen like a brand copy your style? Nah, if they did, okay. I trademark my shit. So okay, I got lawyers on speed dial. Stop playing. Okay, what made you get into <laughs> trademarking? Uh, my cousin actually, she was uh, she's actually works for the trademark. She worked for the trademark company and shit like that. So it kind of went hand in hand. Like right when I came to come stay with her. She was just telling me, like, yeah, right, when you graduate, you could just focus on your brand and work, mm-hmm. and um, that's how you'll stay with me and type shit. So right. uh, her just explaining to me all these business stuff and stuff like that, she was kind of just like, look, you got all this clothing coming out, this, this, and that. You need to trademark that before somebody even, like, gets ahead of you type shit. But me, I'm thinking, I just started. Like, nobody's mm-hmm. going to do that type shit. But I'm glad I got on it. It was a six-month process, and then I finally just got it. I want to say it was the start to my year that I got the... Uh, trademark paper that said i actually own the words stay down stay true gorilla type shit so um it was a big relief i ain't gonna lie much respect to you i like that for you i love that for you (laughs) i know i need to trademark some things what was the financial burden like was it a financial burden was it expensive yeah Yeah, it was like 250 oh that's not bad yeah i was on the phone with a couple of lawyers here and there they would call me randomly like hey uh we just want to make sure that you're using shorts. Like, have you made any shorts? Or we just want to make sure that you did hats. Have you made any hats? So, like, I just had to clarify all the stuff that I wanted trademark. I was using them at the time to make sure that they was good. So, right. it's just like, they kind of just got to check mark it off and shit like that. So, it's really 250 Once you get uh, past that, 
they're going to search your name, make sure it's not used, and just a couple more other stuff. So that's why it's a six-month process. But um, once it's already going in the process and shit like that, you basically kind of already own it as long as everything is going good type shit. Okay. Did your cousin pair you up with those lawyers? Or was that something you sought out on your own? Or? Yeah, she paired me up with, with the lawyers. Like that. Okay, yeah. okay. Much respect. Like I said, I love that for you. That is very dope. I got a game I want to play with you, but I feel like I should ask this one question. You had mentioned that you blew up on TikTok. Was there a method or a strategy that you used to blow up on TikTok, or did it just happen? See, my man Zach, she be talking about it's a method and shit like that, and I always be clowning her because I'm just like, shawty, there's no fucking method. Like, motherfuckers blow up on that app every day about doing dumb shit, you right. know what I'm saying? So, like, I remember this one day we was going back and forth, and she was basically trying to tell me, like, Oh, yeah, she's low-key a know-it-all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she was basically trying to tell me, like, um, oh, yeah, it's a method, this, this, and that. You should do this, this, and that. And I remember I told her, I was like, nah, like, I think I'm going to just keep doing what I'm doing or yeah. whatever. Literally a day after that, I blew up, and I had sent her it. And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I told you there's no right. method to this shit. But it's like, um, I really do feel like she did tell me some good advice. TikTok is literally like a platform like as YouTube now. So mm -hmm. like if you doing a lot of how to type shit, like say if you a food critic, right. you know what I'm saying? Like if you going out trying foods, this, this and that type shit and you doing reviews on them, people are more likely gonna gravitate towards your page and shit like that because it's like everybody's eating every day. They come to Virginia, what's good foods to eat in VA? Right. And if you that content creator that's making food in VA or whatever, whatever, they're gonna gravitate. So I figured out how, what views I was getting the most on and it was my how-to video so i was just like i'm gonna start teaching motherfuckers how to do something type shit and that's when my videos was going up consistently like i want to say it's january 21st i went viral on tiktok five times already so it's just nice. like i'm like all right bet and it's just how-to videos type shit so you know what i'm saying i'm sure someone would want to know why would you teach someone how to do something if you are doing it yeah like why would you teach the competition um just because, like, there's the less unfortunate out there. Like, okay. I remember I, I'm teaching motherfuckers how to make flares and stack jeans and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was first getting into fashion and shit like that, I was like, damn, I need some stack jeans. Like, them motherfuckers hard, but they was, like, 150. Right. And I'm saying, like, when I'm watching the how-to videos and they take, like, fucking 20 minutes to make, it's just kind of like a slap on the face. Like, damn, this is easy as shit. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want motherfuckers to go through this, so, like, I'd rather motherfucking be the teacher and shit like that. So, mm -hmm. That's what I'm doing. So. Okay. I respect it. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to play a game, and then we're going to end the show. Okay? All right, Matt, Matt. All right, you guys. We are back, and we are going to play a game called Never Have I Ever. <laughs> All right? But this is Creator's Edition. Okay. So wipe that smirk off your face. There ain't going to be no <laughs> sexual questions. We ain't asking nothing crazy. I, was gonna say so. I don't know. I just feel like that's what everybody's mind automatically goes to when yeah, you talk about facts, Never Have facts, I Ever. Facts. You was ready to start talking about something no, freaky, but that's not what we get <laughs> into. Okay? <laughs> Um, the first question. So typically, I guess the game is played like I'll say something that I've never done, and then we would have took a shot. There's no liquor here, okay. so, and I'm not gonna say that these aren't things that I necessarily haven't done. You just tell me if this is a true statement about you or a false statement about you. Is how we'll play it, okay? Right, never have I ever asked someone for approval or their opinion before dropping a piece of clothing or art. So do I? What do I say? Just tell me if that applies to oh, you. Yeah. So how so is that something that you've done or you've never done it before? Yeah, I used to do that a lot. Okay. I used to hit up a lot of motherfuckers and be like, hey, bro, like, is this shit hard? This, this, and that. But, like, once I started noticing, like, they was just kind of like, first, some motherfuckers would be like, nah, I don't fuck with it. And then um, I truthfully fuck with it. And then I drop it and it sell out. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, I don't really value some people's opinion mm -hmm. like that. But um, 
as I get better and shit like that, I'm learning how to just value people's opinion and whether or not I want to move forward with it or not. Okay. Never have I ever asked God if what I was doing was the right thing. I have. You have? A lot. Uh, I speak to God a lot um, throughout the day. Just mm-hmm. asking him, like, damn, like, is, is what I'm doing the right thing? Like, mm-hmm. am I supposed to be doing this? Like, are you leading me the right way? I, I talk to him like he, like my dog. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm just like, come on, man. Like, show me something. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I, a lot of people pray to God like, God, you know what I'm saying? But I pray to God like he's a friend and he's like my man. Type mm-hmm. shit, so it's different. I love that. Um, Give me an example. Like, how did God show you that it was for you? Is there anything that you can share with us? And if you can't, that's okay, too. I understand that some things are just for you. Um. Oh, okay. Um, I done went broke with this clothing brand shit so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when my bank account been on zero, just because I'm just keep putting back into my clothing brand. So I would say the way that he does show me is, um, I worked consistently in the month of November when I did my revamp. Um, and I literally went broke as shit. And then, um, I was just praying every day. I was putting in the work. I really questioned him at that time. Actually, saying just like. Not even question them in a good way. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. But um, I feel like all the bread that I got back from that, the recognition I got from that, and how I envisioned everything in my head, just like, I want to go back to VA and do this and do that and get my face card up. And then just to see it take place, I'm just like, yeah, that's God for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, never have I ever copied something that someone else did because I thought they would get me closer to my goal. Uh. When I first came out, I made this one shirt that looked like smack like V-Long. Okay. And I never came out with it, though. It was just like a sample type shit. So I wouldn't really say this applies to me because, like, I never, like, got off money off copying anybody. I remember when I made that piece, my man was like, nigga, that shit look like V-Long. Okay. And I was just like, that shit crack, nigga. Yeah. And he was like, that shit do crack, though. And then I, so I was like, nah, like, I ain't putting this out. Okay. Uh, never have I ever taken a tolerance break because my vice was stopping me from being productive. What do you mean by that? Uh, let's say you smoke a lot. All you right. stop smoking because smoking made you be lazy and you were laying in bed. No, nah, I've done that a lot. I've, uh, I've fasted from smoking. I've fasted from sex. Uh, my sisters are really big on that. So like, uh, if they feel like, um, they need to get somewhere, they'll always fast. They'll be like, give up something that you really love and for a while and, um, so good things will happen. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I have stopped smoking for a while. I have stopped having sex for a while just to really feel like I need to, you know, improve my life type shit. Okay, I feel you. Did that help you get aligned, would you say? Like, that fasting yeah. is the thing that puts you in alignment? Uh, Definitely, definitely. Because, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers smoke. Like, oh, I need to go smoke real quick. Like, right. after this, I'll probably go smoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, when you really can control yourself and be, like, uh, disciplined, mm-hmm. like, you'll definitely see some results. Right. I agree. Um, Never have I ever had a team. Do you a have a team? team or do you do everything yourself? Uh... Yeah, I got a team. Okay. My man's Dev is uh, probably the number one person on my team right now. Though, um, uh, he's on a bench right now just because um, I'm figuring out a lot of shit right now. But um, he knows every time this shit is on go, he mm-hmm. on go type shit. So it's nothing like, every time I chalk it up with him, it's like we haven't stopped talking and shit like right. that. But um, as of right now, I don't got a big crazy team just because yeah. I don't put my trust in everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody don't see the vision like you see the vision. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like... I'm really like, like I know what the shit could be. You know what I'm saying? I know motherfuckers know what the shit could be, but I feel like niggas is still at 70% while I'm still like at 110%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you decide that Dev was worth trusting to be a part of your team since you say that you're not 
I'm just letting anyone in on your team. Uh, so I met I met him in South Dakota. Okay. Um, and I remember when I met him there, he used to just always come to my crib like, yeah, bro, you're cool, bro, hard as shit, bro. Like <laughs> this, this, and that. Like you should do this, you should do that. Like just. Yeah, a lot of bullshit, right. and I used to always just carry him like, like nah, bro, like or maybe or like maybe I'm gonna throw you some clothes, but um, I remember this one time I had a couple T-shirts and I sent him it, and I was just like, yeah, let me see if you can get these shirts off and like let me know type shit, mm -hmm. and um, mostly I I thought he was going like you know what I'm saying, not even get him off. He hit me back in like a week. And I was already getting cash apps and Venmos to my phone mm -hmm. and shit like that of just cash. Like, hey, did you get that cash? Did you get that Venmo? Like, somebody just sent you this. And I was like, oh, shit, bro. Like, that was real out of a test and you passed type shit. Right. So from there, like, um, I used to always, every time I don't sell out out here, I ship all my inventory to South Dakota. Okay. And he gets that shit off. Like, okay. fast as shit. Like, yes. Yeah, so oh, wow. He has his own clientele out there. Like, I want to personally say, like, I'm the face of Gorilla right here, yeah. but he's definitely the face of Gorilla in, in South, South Dakota. Dakota. So it's just like um, him helping me grow my audience out there, and then I'm growing it out here. It's just like it's equivalent. When he comes out here, I introduce him to everybody out here. Like, right. hey, this is my man, Dev. Like, this is the face of Gorilla out there that's putting me in work. You know what I'm saying? So right. he feels the love. And then when I go out South Dakota, it's vice versa type shit. I like that. Um this is the last one. Never have I ever had to cut off family or friends because they were a distraction. Yeah. Uh, really, uh, I had a motherfuckers fall back on me just because, mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess they might feel like they're not where they want to be right now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hard looking at somebody that is chasing all this shit and you still trying to figure out where you going. Right. It's, it's like you feel like, damn, like I'm trying to get on this type of person type type of time but every time I keep talking to him he doing this and it's kind of it's not demotivating them but I feel like they don't want to get too envious so mm -hmm. they just kind of fall back type mm -hmm. shit so mm -hmm. they and I respect that like all the motherfuckers that fell back on me like if 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 we meeting down the road in a couple of years they still getting a GR chain you know what I'm saying <laughs> and GR chains is coming soon no bat but you know what I'm saying like it's all love like uh, family members uh, they don't really get in the way like that just because I don't even let family get that close to uh business or, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying right. like I don't have that opportunity yet but um when I do uh hopefully I don't come across that right but um yeah that's it okay Mizzy thank you so much for being a part of the show thank you so much for keeping it real no, keeping it real yeah um let the people know about anything that's coming up um I got Diamante fashion show in April it's right next to my b-day um I got a couple other fashion shows okay. coming up, um, and I will do will be dropping pieces after those fashion shows. But um, as of right now, we just hibernating. We really working in silence right now. Okay, I like that for you. I love that for you. In case y'all already didn't peep, y'all probably can't see, but this hat is from Gr. Ski mask. Oh, ski mask. I'm and sorry. I could pull it down. It could be a scully. You know what I'm saying? It could be a ski mask. Okay. Multi-purpose fashion for everybody. Y'all <laughs> nah, tap in. Y'all get right. The link to shop and just to keep up with me will be in the description box below. Again, I thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. Of course. And that is the end of the show. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I will see you next week. Peace. <laughs> I like that That concludes today's show I hope y'all enjoyed it I hope y'all loved it I hope y'all took some gems From today's show And of course Check out everything In the description box below Because that is how You're going to be able to Stay in touch With Mizzy Okay He's got fashion shows Coming up Gorilla is on the move Y'all don't want to miss it Get right
click the link in the description box below. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And I will see you next episode. Peace.